Welcome to the Imperfectly Perfect Campaign, sharing real-life stories from real people to unite them in global change for the face of mental health. We will also reduce the stigma, creating communication, healing, and awareness to save lives and inspire. Join us weekly as we talk to some of the highly acclaimed faces, influencers, experts, and others who have been through extreme adversity. All right, guys, so welcome to another episode of the highly acclaimed Imperfectly Perfect campaign podcast. Now, today I'm pretty excited about, I'm always excited about our guests, but this guy was introduced to me again by two amazing friends of mine, Eden and Kim of the highly acclaimed Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. But we got set up on an initial introduction, which normal introductions take about 10 minutes. Ours went on for about two hours. This guy, he, first and foremost, <laughs> Jeff Pisano, he's an author, Reiki master, light ascension therapist, trans channeler, and a well-respected worldwide professional photographer that I initially knew him as. So if you've seen this guy's work, let me tell you a bit of premise. At the age of 40, he found his passion for photography that led him to live a life he had only imagined and became the doorway to his life purpose. He's photographed the likes of Terence Howard, Tara P. Henson, Kevin Bacon, Quincy Jones, Morgan Freeman. He shot for some of the most iconic magazines in the world, like Rolling Stones. But what really interests interest me away from that is what he also does in terms of channeling. So he channels the energy of Archangel Michael and imparts Michael's teachings. His first book, A Journey of the Wakened Heart, is out now, which I will put the links up to at the end of the podcast, guys, so you can go and check it out. It's a series of messages and exercises that lead you to find your passion and purpose and live the life you've always wanted. He's also the co-host of a new show called Real Men, Real Talk. So welcome, Jeff. Hey, Glenn. How are you? How are you? How are you? I'm very good. All the better to see you with. So take us from the beginning, Jeff. I love to hear the story about, obviously you've got accolades, you've, you've shot some of the most iconic people, your name is iconic in itself for the magazines, the work you've done. But tell us behind the scenes, who's Jeff? When you turned 40 years old, you found that passion. Tell me about that story. Well, I'm going to go back a bunch of years before that, because that was probably the most significant point that shifted me into my soul's into my soul's purpose at that time and then eventually quit my job at 40. I was dating a woman back in New York City. I was 33 years old and we we uh we were on the, the subway, the train going up to my place or her place I don't remember and she turned to me and said, "You know Jeff, you hate you hate your job, you hate your life. The only time you're ever happy is when you're with me and you've got that camera in your hands. And I went, and I heard it, but I, did, I, I didn't really hear it. Yeah. And um, time goes by. Um, we split up about three months after we split up. I'm on the train going home from the World Trade Center. I worked in the World Trade Center, my corporate job at the time sat down on the train, closed my eyes just to put my head back, and I hear her voice as if she was sitting next to me. Wow. And I hear, Jeff, you hate your job, you hate your life, the only time you're ever happy is when you're with me. And my eyes popped open, and I went, I think it's time to grow up. So I went home. When I got home, I pulled out a legal pad, and at the top I wrote, what do I, what do I want to be when I grow up? 
and I was 33 years old at the time. So I made a long list of all of these things that I could do in the business that I was in, everything that, that was possibly to start to, to, to shift and change my life and, and, and essentially really grow up. And photography was in that, on that list. Time, a couple hours go by, I'm continuing the list, I get something to eat, I come back, and I remember it distinctly. It was around 11 p.m. at night. I looked down at the list, and photography came off the page in 3D and hit me in my solar plexus, and I knew it. I knew it right then. It just it. And uh, the next morning, I uh, went into work. My father calls me, and I said, "He goes, I think you found it." I go, "I found it." And what I did after that was spend every waking minute, hour, day um, studying this craft, perfecting this class craft, built a dark room in my kitchen. Because at that time in 1993, there was no digital cameras, bought lights and every waking minute that I had other than that nine to five job and going to the gym for an hour was spent on, on doing this, creating this new life for myself. Um, and I did that, got jobs during that. It, took, it was about a four year period where I built a portfolio, wow. where I built um, my, started to build what I needed to build so I would know when I quit my job, I was set. So I made a plan. I had a plan in um, doing all of that, photographing every single day. I would um, have friends come over, put up a background in my living room, get my lights, photograph them. I used to have photo parties, but I did nothing else but really eat, sleep, and drink it. And then, um, and built it. And then I started getting jobs and a couple of big jobs. And so I made a plan on how to do that. And then I made a plan financially. Um, and the plan, so I made the plan financially to have X amount of dollars in the bank uh, when I, you know, left my job. But I didn't even know what that amount was. Yeah. So about four, it just was going and going and going. And then I, uh, right before I turned 40, it popped in. Today's the day. And it was December 31st, 1998 was my last day of that life. So my plan was to not so much create a life, um, go and do photography. It was about creating a whole new life Mm -hmm. for myself. Not the corporate world, not the nine to five world, because I was miserable. So what really happened when I really looked at this years later was I wasn't living really in sync or in accordance with with my divine plan, my soul's divine plan inside of me. And that's one of the reasons why I was so angry. I mean, you know, I was just 
I'm not, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And then right before I turned uh, 40, I quit my job and created this whole brand new life for myself. So that, that's pretty much what happened. And that's amazing because I think these days there's far too many people, they, they overplay things in their head and think they have to have it figured out. So I love the fact that you went back to your inner child and you wrote that at the top of the pad, like what do I want to be at 33 years old when I grow up? Because we do, we tend to go in this cycle of overthinking and I can't do that or what, and, and just simplifying things like that. And that's obviously took you on a whole trajectory to this, this career that you could have only imagined. But I suppose when it comes to the campaign, what I'm trying to do as well is, so we know if, excuse me, we know you as Jeff Pisano, this worldwide renowned photographer who shot some of the most iconic publications and people. But behind the scenes, people don't see the work that goes into that as well, do they? Right. So I suppose unveiling the mask, what I want to show with the campaign is it is hard work. And when we pertain and we see people like yourself and think, oh, I can't do that because this person, oh, they've, they've got it all. They, they can't struggle. They can't. So I suppose, what has your story been behind the scenes when navigating through the noise and realizing that at times we do go through our own struggles as well? Well, it's like I said, um, here's the, the, the most important thing for any artist mm. is, and, and my mentor and teacher back in, back in New York City, Mario Cabrera, said this to me. He said, if you're gonna choose to do this for your life, you have to, like I said, eat, breathe, sleep, and drink it 24 seven. Mm. And, uh, and, but you're not looking at it that way because it's such a passion and you love it so much inside of you, it's like James Real Jones said to me once, he said, what the hell else would I be doing <laughs> yeah. with my life? Yeah. Um, so th that's what you, that's, that's to, be, to be honest with you, that's what you do. Any, any artist, any actor, anybody who has risen to a place in their life, it's, it's, it's what they do. It's in us. It's in our soul. That's why I said it's in our soul. And it, and, it, and it breathes in us. So that's what is most important to do. Um, in that, in that um, time period, there were, were two um, like biography specials that I saw on TV. Um, one night I was um, channel surfing like late at night and I came off across public PBS station. It was an old black and white interview with an audience with Frank Sinatra. Wow. And, and the, I don't know who the interviewer was, but, but he asked him, he said, so Frank, well, what would you, what's your advice for up and coming singers? And, and he said, well, um, when you get up in the morning, you're thinking songs. When you're making your coffee, you're thinking songs. When you're drinking your coffee, you're thinking songs. Mm -hmm. When you're making your breakfast, you're thinking songs. And the, the um, audience started to chuckle. Frank Sinatra was deadpan serious. Yeah. When, you're, when you're eating your breakfast, you're thinking songs. And then after you finish your breakfast, you're thinking songs and writing songs. And he kept on going on and on and on. And, and, but he was dead serious. And that is what 
any artist because you don't that's what you you're doing it because you want to do it because it's in your soul it it's it consumes you but it's an amazing amazing thing when when you you find that that um that passion in you 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 found something you love to do um for me that's what i did mario said that's what it's going to take to do it mm. but if you look at it that way as a job then then it's not going to work yeah because you love it so much there's a drive in you that is just a passion because you're connecting to a place of of deep love of of something that is a vehicle for you to express yourself to the world and that's what you do and and you go out and do it um when i quit my job and left that life people asked me so were you frightened and i said no not once was i frightened at all to do that because there's a knowing inside of me that knowing that i have connected to a part of my soul's divine plan that this is simply just the next step mm -hmm. now i wasn't doing that work at the time but i i i just knew it i said i'll never work again i i've <laughs> I've worked my entire life. I worked through college. I worked through high school. I worked 18 years, nine to five every day. I, that's not going to happen again. And it wasn't for me from an ego point of view. Hmm. It was just that knowing, yeah. that knowing that said that's not going to happen. Now, as you go through it, and any artist can tell you, um, nine out of 10 times, you're going to be rejected. You know, nine out of 10. And, and I have some got some great stories of, of how I was rejected. <laughs> it's pretty funny stuff. But, um, but you it's a it's a drive. Because you only need that, that one photo shoot, you only need that one gig. Yeah. So there's, you do go through the ups and downs and artists, we are, um, feeling people because that's what we do and we feel it so i would say most artists are quite sensitive mm. and so and and we're always questioning ourselves and we're always reinventing ourselves we, we create more challenges to do it so you have those ups and downs um underneath it all yeah there, there were times i was like wow but i even to this day when i pick up my camera <laughs> And, and I'm shooting, no matter what it is, it's, it's as if I'm in a whole vor different vortex of energy. And then when I put the camera down and we're done, I slip back into this dimension. It's, 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 it's even to this day, and it's been, well, I've been doing it for, for a long time, but professionally I've been doing it for a little over 20 years, and I've never lost that. Well, you can tell even as you speak, you light up and your energy just exudes, basically talking about it. So for me or for anybody that if they didn't know who you were and you spoke the way that you are speaking now about your passion, it's still very much prevalent. And then you look at obviously all the years that you've done it, 
and you still sound as passionate. And we know that some people along the way with those no's, because everyone's a feeling person, like you say, in the creative industry, can get drained. But what I did pick up on there, what I did like, is the fact that before you actually went into it, and why I drew upon this and it resonated is because I did the same with the campaign. I knew realistically that I also needed to pay bills and everything. So I set myself up where I, I jumped on construction and I saved and then went into the unknown. But I didn't feel as scared like you said there. But I also knew don't just jump into it before, even though with this campaign, I sleep it, I eat it, I breathe it. I'm like, how can I? So I believe that I found my my sole purpose to keep driving this and I'm so passionate. But with you there, when you was just talking about, yeah, before you quit, you did that. Because a lot of people, when you see all this, when marketing's out there going off people's insecurities and I can make you X amount in this amount of time and it really does play with the subconscious where it's going, oh, well, I didn't make it. So oh, I'm not meant to make it. So I'll just stop. And I suppose it can go into each industry, whatever. But yeah, that just resonated with me when you said that. It's just, you know, there's a realistic side where before you just jump into it, don't think it's going to be a quick thing. You work at it and you have that drive and passion. But That's right. Well, you know, Glenn, that wasn't, that wasn't me. When I went after that, the morning after I found it yeah. and I went into my job, I wanted to walk in and quit my job. Okay. Right then and there. And my father said, you're not ready to quit your job. Right. And I got a little angry and he goes, you're not ready to quit your job. You will know when you quit your job, there won't be a lot of fanfare or drama surrounding it. Right now you're excited, but you're not ready. And he was so on the money because I didn't have anything to go out in the world with. I didn't yeah. have a portfolio. Yeah. I didn't have anything to go out. I didn't have lights. <laughs> I didn't have anything. Like <laughs> I would have been just like, so it's like walking to the deep end and wanting to jump off right away. So I settled down a little bit and he said to me, what do you need? And I said, I need lights. And he goes, okay, I'll help you with that. And then I got the lights, which I still use to this day. Wow. Um, and then he said, uh, um, then after a while, he goes, okay, what else do you need? And I said, I want to build a dark room, which is not an expensive thing to do. Yeah. So the enlarger is, and he goes, okay, I'll help you do that. Because he knew I found our relationship, our soul connection. He knew I found it. He knew I found the what I wanted to do. So I had, I, I did that. And then I just made a plan. And the plan was because that the woman that I was dating said, make a plan. Mm. So I made a plan. And, and the plan was what I just was told you. Um, but I had to, I had to be re in my mind, in my heart, I needed to be ready. Yeah to go out into the world when that moment came to quit that job or, or end that part of my soul's divine plan. And it, and it happened exactly the way my father said. I was out at lunchtime because I used to bring my camera to work every day and photograph um, uh, at lunchtime every day. Wow. So I'm, yeah. intrigued there. I'm intrigued to say that 
when you said that your dad told you that you weren't ready and for me to know what else you do like i said that you also you channel and you you talk to archangel michael was this something in your dad that was spiritual as well because he on his soul or where did you get that from if we move into well put it this way when i walked into work the next morning after that making that list mm. i uh sat down at my desk had my coffee and my phone rang and it was my father who said so you found it that was the soul connection that he he knew yeah he felt it and called me wow right and i was like yeah and and it was not how did you know it's like yeah that we had that connection so um it i wasn't work studying that or working with any of that at 33 years old but um so that's that's what i had had to do for and i didn't know how long it was going to take me until that moment hit then my father said you will know and that did happen in october of 1998 so what i did is i walked in typed out a resignation letter and my boss says i was waiting for this today but I said, I'm not leaving until the end of the year. So I hung on for another like two and a half months mm. and then left at the end of the year. Oh. And then, but I, I had a portfolio. In the middle of all of that, it's, it's, it's wonderful when I look back to see how when you find it, you find, um, you connect with your soul and find it and it, and it appears how easily doors open mm. and um when i look back even when i was working i started to get gigs i started to get photo gigs with the new york observer in new york city um a co-worker at the time said to me what do you want to do with this photographer he said i want to photograph music i love music she says, my friend is a VP at RCA Records. I said, could I get my book up there? We went up, met her. She was the VP of classical music. Went in, dropped my portfolio off, met her, hung out. Two weeks later, I got a call to shoot James Galway, flautist, classical flautist in Chicago. Wow. And, and this was like 97-ish, 98-ish. And, um, and I was still, so I took five days vacation, went to Chicago, did a whole photo shoot with James Galway. So the door, as, as you make the decision, the doors were opening as I was um, even still working. So I suppose I would ask you, just, just on the other end of the spectrum, like towards the campaign and towards well-being mental health, for anybody who comes across the campaign listening to everybody's story, and, and seemingly listening, you found your sole purpose. If there's somebody out there, because you channel and you're, and you're very spiritual as well, but if there's somebody out there listening and sitting thinking, well, that's okay for Jeff, he's found his purpose. How do I know when mine's coming? What, what kind of, not advice, because we're not experts or anything, but in, in terms of your own personal feelings with that, you just know when it comes or? Two questions to ask. Um... What brings you the greatest amount of joy in life? Hmm. 
not what you do. Yeah. But what brings you the greatest amount of joy? For me, other than picking up my camera and doing that, is music. I love music. I mean, I love sports. I'm an ex-athlete. But music, I love music. I love artists. But I love music. This is how it started. I love music. That's why when my friend at work said, what do you want to do with this photography? I said, I want to shoot music because I love music. Yes. So what you could do is you can go in and go, what brings me the greatest amount of joy? And then find if you know when that comes and and then what do I do? What are my talents, gifts, and abilities that when I do them brings me the greatest amount of joy? Hmm. And can I combine both? Which is what I did is I love picking up my camera, taking pictures. I love music. Yeah. Now it's gone on, you know, and other, other doors opened with that. But that's an exercise that you can do because what I was going to say is that picking up my camera to this day is so much fun. Mm. It's not work. It's fun. It's, it's, it's just fun. And um, so it's about, it's about what raises your resonance and vibration in life what raises your resonance and vibration what brings you joy what are your talents gifts and abilities that bring and when you do them bringing a uh, greatest amount of joy the thing about it is there might be people out there who don't even know what their talents gifts and abilities are and haven't explored it i mean i can go all the way back and tell you how i got back into photography um so and, and somebody who rekindled that in me. But that's an exercise that you could do because it's all about joy. It's all about raising your resonance and vibration. And, and explore that. So those are two questions. Those are big questions. Yeah, they're huge questions. And one thing that really I want to draw upon because I think it's amazing what you're doing is you've collectively come together with three other guys. And one of the things I want to draw awareness to is a lot of men's mental health because men don't talk about it. So your new show is Real Men, Real Talk. Tell us about that because I think it's amazing what you're doing with it. It's uh, um, five guys who uh, we, it, we got together. It wasn't, we didn't have an intention to do a show. But uh, Jay Rothman, uh, Evis Heath, Josh Richard, Charles Maddox, and myself, um, and Jay had a platform called Real Men, Real Talk. His dream was for, because you ask everybody on that show, it were guys, and it, it took something for us to realize that we had to go within. Mm. And um, Jay did it, I did it, Evis did it, Josh did it, and Charles is in the process of doing it. But we're, we've decided to do that. And like you said, there aren't many men out there who want to take the time to go within and really connect with themselves because it's going to bring up a lot of stuff and a lot of feelings and you're going to have to start feeling and you're going to have to start purging and you're going to have to start doing that 
Yeah. And a lot of guys um, don't want to do it. So uh, it's been a dream. When I do my groups and channeling Michael, my dream was always to have a group of men, a, a room full of men to do it. Um, there's so many women who have, who just will do it. Mm. Um, and there are some guys who will do it. So that's been Jay's dream because he's done it. So we got on, he did a show with Evis, Josh, and me. And after that um, show was Jay's show, I felt something. I said, I think we have something here, guys, that's pretty original because of our paths and, and what we're doing. Yeah. And um, two weeks later, we did another show, added Charles and the synergy and everything. And at the end of the show, Charles says, I think we have something unique here. Five guys really opening up and being transparent and vulnerable and sharing ourselves with people um, and to show other men that this is something that you can do too instead of when feelings start to come up you hit the corner bar and have a couple of shots of jameson's <laughs> yeah yeah you know which we've all done yeah so there's another way to do it and that's what we're, we we want to bring to the world and and show men that you know what you, this is this is cool it is, and I've, I've watched a couple of the episodes. So you stream it through Facebook Live. Where else can people find it? Uh, Facebook Live, YouTube, and on our website, realmenrealtalklive.com. Cool. Well, I will put all the links up to those as well, guys. But, um, yeah, I've got one quick, quick more question for you. But um, in terms of, because I think it's so fascinating, and I, I love what you're about and what you do in terms of getting men together and wanting that, but you touched upon it there with channeling Archangel Michael, and that's something that's, very deep for you and passionate and I've experienced it coming to one of your sessions and yeah there was a few women there and there was there was myself as a guy and for as a guy to experience it it was actually very profound and eye-opening it was amazing are you getting more response from male males being open to it and coming forward and what has the response been when they've actually done a session with you because like I reached out to you afterwards and was like wow that was incredible so how how's that been uh, there's a there's a few guys, but it's still mainly women. We'll change that. We'll change that. We will. Yeah, we will I mean, it's we'll it, get more guys there. It's still it's still mainly women. My group on my last group, you were there, uh, but I think you and I were the only men. Mm. And you know, I do small groups, as you know. I mean, Michael, when I channel Michael, he takes his time with people, and it's all about the personal process. Yeah. So it's all about going within and looking at yourself and he takes you on a little journey within um, and he takes about, could take 15 to 20 minutes with, with each person doing it, which is why my groups are small. Um, it's, it's still mainly women like on real men, real talk. Yeah. Our, our main audience is women. Yeah. And um, which we, you know, your audience is your audience and eventually um but, you know, that's, it's, it's, I think it's going to take what you're doing and talking about it and showing the way um, that it, it, I think it will trickle in. Yeah. 
I think the, I think what it is is Glenn is that um, the women will bring the guys in. I was just going to say that I feel that's the way because, like we were saying with the photography or whatever it may be in life, it takes one person, and if you're educating a certain person who happens to talk to their sibling, their husband, their whoever, and then it'll bring them in. I mean, I've been shouting it from the rooftops to several of my male friends going, you need to book in with Jeff and just actually see what this is about. So what I will do is, so people can find out for themselves, I'll put all the links up, but where can people find out more information about you, Jeff, in regards to not just your photography, but your channeling and, and everything that you do there. So we can get people to really go in, hone in and find out because you also do recordings as well. So people can see what you're about and what it's all about before straight in there. Cool. So um, if to, to know all about um, my spiritual world and what I do in channeling Michael, it's journey of the awakened heart.net. That's the name of my book. My book is called journey of the awakened heart. So the website is journeyoftheawakenedheart.net. Um, everything is on there. My book's on there. I also have, I'm also giving away right now a um, uh, ebook that I channeled of called pa Path of the Peaceful Warrior, which is, it's geared towards, towards men um, that I finally, re I realized that I went, when I read it, reread it again, because it's just the, it's a it's a it's a small uh, about forty pages or so of of little parables mm. that take you on a journey. Um, that's up there. It's 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 up there. Free free download. Um, I have a podcast called Journey of the Awakened Heart. I have a YouTube channel that's Jeff Fasano, but it's it's all audio videos of channelings of Michael. Um, there's also videos on my website. There's audios on my website. I have a newsletter, so go to my website, sign up for the newsletter. Each week I put out a message from Michael and everything that's going on with that. Um, I do a monthly um, message from Michael about what is transpiring or an outlook for each month, uh, and, and you can get that as well. So it's all up there. My podcast is on Spotify. Uh, Apple Podcasts, all the major, major, major podcast outlets. And basically what that is, is simply a 10 to 15 minute message from Michael about something. So you could pop it in 10 to 15 minutes, listen to it. You could play it back and play it back. And um, yeah, you can just go to my website. Everything that you want. Um, if you want to sign up for my next group, my next group is October 14th. Um, so we'll be doing that and that that's up on the site already. And, uh, yeah, come, come in, come in and join us. You know, I do one-on-one -on -one sessions as well. That's up there as well. Um, and just to let you, let the folks know is that, um, I'm a trans channel, so I completely leave my body. The energy of Archangel Michael comes through and you can literally have a conversation with, with Michael. Um, asking him questions and you get a response and he takes you on his little inner journey um, in my groups in a one-on-one -on -one session you get an hour and uh, and um, it's like having a conversation you know with a fifth dimensional energy that comes through me it is absolutely amazing and like guys for anyone listening out there it's something that 
I was very open to and I went along the other day and it blew my mind um, just to watch Jeff be present one minute and then be taken over by something else and then just having this conversation and things came out that Jeff wouldn't not have even known and, and yeah it, it was very very fascinating so um, I'll get all the links to, to all the bookings for that guys so when that comes out in October then I'll blast it I know there's a couple of guys that I've been speaking to who are so interested but I just want to say Jeff everything that you are doing everything that you're about I think is absolutely incredible you're a huge advocate to getting people on the right path and the thing that you're doing I'm excited about with the, the real men real talk just to get more men talking in this world because I think if we can take all this bravado away from us and we actually start feeling the feelings and show vulnerability, we'll all lead a better life and hopefully stop people taking their lives because they're not talking about their feelings. So I just yeah. want to say on behalf of myself and the campaign, thank you for everything you do. Great, man. I mean, if, if guys could just um, let go and it isn't, isn't about the bravado because yeah. believe me, Guys might think, oh, I'm going to go within if I have my feelings, if I cry, if I feel all of this stuff. Somewhere along the way, they were told they were weak. Mm. The weakest thing you could do is go to the bar and pop in some Jamesons. Yeah. That's the weakest thing you can do. My mentor, teacher, healer in New York City, Robert Baker, would tell, say, one of the most courageous things that you can do in your life is to go within, but it's not for the faint of heart because what you're going to discover is a lot of your wounding and a lot of stuff that you'll eventually move through, but it's the bravest thing that you could ever do in your life. The bravest thing you could ever do in your life is start to go within and find the depth of who you truly are which is so powerful and so great and so strong that it'll, you will amaze yourself. But for guys, it's about getting, cutting through mm. that layer where of conditioning of maybe dad and wherever that came from, that where you've labeled feeling weak and it isn't because guys, if you do, have a lot of stuff, and we all have a lot of stuff going on. If you're having that stuff, it's not about repressing it, suppressing it, or running away from it. It's about dealing with it. But knowing that if you deal with it, on the other side of it, you are going to be the strongest, most powerful person going through that because then you'll be in charge of your life. There's nothing outside of you that will really affect you because you'll be so strong and powerful standing in, in a core of who you truly are and you'll know it and you won't need anything external to put the bandaid on, on things. Cause that's all a shot of Jameson is going to do. It's just going to, you'll avoid all of your feelings. And there are guys like Glenn and me, Jay, Josh, Evis, who do this work, but we've done the work and continue to do the work. It's a never-ending thing because there's layers and layers and layers that keep come off. 
watch Real Men Real Talk. I'm not, it's not, I'm not being gratuitous here. Watch us in the show. Yeah. Because we've had breakdowns in the show. We've had breakthroughs in the show. Me, Josh, Evis, Jay, Charles. We've had breakthroughs in our lives on that show. So it's really about coming to the place of really being in the depth of your heart, who you truly are and opening up. Like I said, the most courageous and bravest thing that you can do is to go within. And on the other side of that is a powerfulness that you've probably never felt in your life and won't feel until you take that plunge within with a lot of guidance. It is. I, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Every day I'm working on myself and people that have obviously come into my life, including yourself and everybody else and learning from you guys. And just, it just opens your eyes and your path. But as I say, I just think everybody, you need to go and check out whether it be Jeff's website on his channeling, if that helps you, or whether it be go to the Real Men Real Talk, just to sit there and just observe and listen to other guys chat and know that it's okay. But as I say, I'll put all the links up, guys. I do want to thank Jeff for taking the time to come on here. And um, if you want to listen to this episode or any of our latest episodes, guys, just simply find us on iHeartRadio or Spotify. Subscribe, like the page, and let us know what you think. If you got help, if it made a difference to you, because that's what we're here for, guys. Have those hard conversations and bring and change the narrative around mental health. But until next time, stay safe, stay happy, guys, and keep working on yourself. To find out more about the Imperfectly Perfect campaign and how you can get involved, simply head to our official website at imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org or email us today at info at imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org to speak to one of the team. The Imperfectly Perfect campaign is creating awareness and is not a substitute for professional advice. Should you need help, please refer to your nearest crisis number.